You are listening to Focus, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. As we turn today to John, and we are picking up in chapter 12, verse 8, where we read this. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I started with that, that scripture, and that's, that's an interesting scripture because it so often gets taken out of context. Um, a lot of times someone hears that scripture, and I've actually heard it used to support not doing ministry with the poor, which I don't think is what Jesus intended when he said that. Um, in fact, we'll get into that in just a moment. But right there in John 12, 8, the poor you will always have with me, I you will not always have with me. People have used to say, what's the point? There's always going to be poor. Even Jesus said there's always going to be poor. So we don't need to do anything. We just need to focus on Jesus and everything's going to be good, right? That's what they can say based off of that scripture. We're going to go a little deeper into that. And I pray that God will encounter us through this scripture today. Um, I got to tell you a story. Uh, my, my daughter uh, just, just last night... God bless her. She had her computer out and she was trying to do something. Um, And you know how that is. I I was like, okay, she's sitting here asking me to do this. And this little, this little mechanism in my brain turned like a switch flipped on. And I said, let me see that. And I just get over there uh, and I get on her computer and I go to do it. And she's like, no. And she starts throwing a fit um, about, about me just getting on her computer. And I get it. She's possessive. I mean, it was like a prize, like Christmas present kind of thing. Um, but my mind was like, man, she's just like her mother. Oh, I never say that, guys, right? But I, but I was like, she's just like her mother because Mary often comes to me with a computer issue, something technical. And I'm like, yeah, I know how to do that. Here, let me show you. Let me show you. And I take the computer from Mary, which I tried to do with Kylie, but she would have none of it. But I take the computer from Mary and I do it. Mary's just sitting there. And she's like, thanks. You know, for a second there, I thought you were going to (laughs) help. You know, um, and in my mind, I did. You know, in my mind, I, I, I saw the situation that was taking place. You know, I heard the plea, the damsel in distress, um, in pants, not a dress. Uh, but, but I was like, yeah, I can help. And she said, thanks for nothing, essentially. Because what Mary needed right there was not for me to grab her computer and make it work. She needed to understand how to make it work, Right. And this first focal or this focal point for today, the third focal point as the United Methodist Church here in Western PA, it it brings that story to mind because we're called to do ministry with the poor. We're called to do ministry not to and not for the poor, not to take their mouths and make it happen, but to do ministry with. And some of you, um, when we enter into this scripture, before we got into it, you may have had that same resonance of the poor will always be there. It's a pointless task. What are we doing? It's, it's just an ongoing, tiring, grueling effort to make the world a better place. Um, and I don't know if that was where you were at, but I got to tell you, Jesus say, what? What did Jesus just say? Because a lot of things in this world we have saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but someone, you, you know the ending of that, right? You know, you know how to finish it. What if I said an apple a day? Okay, some people are on the same page here, right? This is called reading between the lines. What about better late? Okay. 
You see what we're doing there? I didn't say those other things. You did. You know why? Because you already knew the other piece to it. Okay? It's like, peace be with you. Okay, that one, we need to work on that, church. <laughs> I, hit the one, I hit the one Christianese piece, and he was like, I have no idea what this one is. Apple a day? Okay. Um, but what I want to say, Jesus said, what? John 12, 8, those words, the poor you always have with you, resonated with the culture. Think context. I always talk context. This scripture, when he was speaking, they knew the other side of what he was saying. Okay, because in the Torah, these were Jewish people, in the Torah, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 15, 11 tells us this, for the poor will never cease from the land. In some translations, it's the exact same words you always have with you. Okay, therefore, I command you saying you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your poor and your needy in your land. So in other words, what Christ is saying here is not the poor you always have with you, but me you will not always have. What Christ is saying is, you know, you can always extend your hand to the poor. You know, you can always open wide your purse to your brother, to your sister, uh, to the poor, to the needy that live around you. And then he does. He says, but I will not always be here. And again, it's about context. If we actually turn to that John chapter 12, there's characters involved here. There's Martha, there's Mary, there's Lazarus who was just raised from the dead. And the the peeps want to get him out of the way too because people are turning to Christ because Lazarus is living. Um, That's another story for another day. Judas Iscariot is there. Some of the disciples. Again, background story. You need to know the context of these words because Christ is not saying ignore the poor. Christ is not saying ignore the poor. In fact, you have Mary who was poor herself and she took very expensive Calvin Klein perfume and she poured it all over Jesus' feet and used her hair to to kind of rub it in so it stayed a while. Man, I wish I could have smelled the aroma in that house. This is about service. And Judas Iscariot is the one who calls Jesus out. And he says, you know, we could use that money for the poor. But it says right here, he didn't even care about the poor. You know, he, he was a thief. He had the money box. He tended the money for the disciples. He was like their treasurer. And he used to take what was put in it. So he was on one side saying, you got to care for the poor. Don't waste that perfume on your feet. In the back of his mind, he was saying, that's money that I could use to go to Panera. You know what I mean? He's like, that's my, that's my next Marvel movie. You know, whatever. Judas did not have the poor at heart when he said this, but Jesus did. He said, open wide your hand, if you read between the lines. Open wide your hand to your brother. You can always give and give freely to your brother, to the poor and the needy. She is serving me right now with that perfume on my feet. This is about service, okay? I want you to keep that in mind today. That Jesus did not say not to serve the poor. The the second thing I want to point out is uh, these are not meaningful acts of futility. These are not meaningful acts of futility, which sounds like an oxymoron because I wrote it that way intentionally. Sometimes it feels like we're doing this just to go through the motions, just to do something good, or just to do it because we were told we should. As Christians, you know, you're supposed to give. This is not something pointless. In fact, Acts chapter 4, we saw the early church eradicated poverty in their community. They gave every single thing they had. They laid it at the apostles' feet. They distributed it. Poverty was done. It didn't exist in their micro-community. We don't have that today. 
We just don't have that. Um, and what was going on here is Jesus loved helping others. Jesus loved doing ministry on the street, healing people, uh, making sure that the poor were taken care of, that the needy were not just pushed aside pushed aside and marginalized. Jesus was all about that. But if you look in Mark uh, chapter 1, chapter, or verse 38, let me turn to it real quick. Um, we see this. Jesus was just doing all kinds of healing. And, and he says to his disciples, let's go into the next towns that I may preach there. Because for this purpose, I have come forth. So it wasn't the healing. It wasn't the awesome miracles that Jesus... That's not why Jesus came. And I'm going to talk to you why I believe this is such a profound scripture. That Mark 1, 38 points to Jesus' purpose. Jesus says, I am to preach. You've heard the saying, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. It's not in the Bible, but Jesus preached that. Jesus preached that. If I heal you today and you never see me again, never anything, all I did was heal you for that day. What happens when you break again? What happens when you get sick again? What happens when you come out of remission? What Jesus is doing is teaching and preaching and giving people the means beyond that instance. Jesus is not saying you're healed and it's done. No, he's teaching. He was called to feed others so that they could live for a lifetime. So that they could eat forever beyond a lifetime. That's why Jesus was teaching and preaching, not just healing and doing the awesome miracles that we remember. Jesus was a teacher. These are not meaningful acts of futility. There's something to it. There's a substance to it when you were helping the needy, when you were helping the poor. I also want to uh, point out that there's this upside-down kingdom with Jesus' ministry. You, you remember sayings that are kind of confusing, like the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Jesus said, whenever you have helped one of the least of these, you have done so to me. You know, There's this upside-down principle to the kingdom of God that we see. And have you ever thought about when we are only, um, you know, we, we may say we need to serve the poor. Maybe this is a focus of ours as the United Methodist Church to, to do ministry with the poor, right? Have we ever thought that in the upside down kingdom, we are the poor? It's why people who go on mission trips to, to, to Haiti, to even down in Florida to help out with the hurricane relief or going to Africa, as Pastor Donna has gone many times. You know, they come back. You want to know what they say? Just about 99.99% of the time, anyone who's been in the mission field when they return, you know what they say? I went to bring Christ to them, but they showed Christ to me. Have you ever thought in the upside down kingdom that in doing ministry with, not for, not to someone who is different than us, we enter into it on a level playing field? They get to minister to us. We get to minister to them. Because I can guarantee everyone in the kingdom of God has been called not just to do miracles, not just one time things, but to actually provide someone with the ability to fish so they can eat their whole lives. And on into eternity. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor. 
You've been given the resources to do that in Christ Jesus. There's an upside down kingdom. I got to ask you, you know, because it's just gnawing on me. When I help Mary with the computer, do I actually do anything? What did I do? Just by doing it for her. What did I do? I want to I want to challenge you today with these three things. First, don't forget the rest of the saying. Write that down in your sermon notes. Don't forget what's written between the lines. Don't forget the rest of the phrase. This isn't Jesus saying the poor you will always have because Jesus is proud of the fact that there will always be poor. In some ways, I bet Jesus is saying you are poor. So obviously the poor you always have everywhere you go. Hi. I think what Jesus is saying is open wide your hand. Open wide your purses, open wide your time, your, your energy. Feed them. If you go into Deuteronomy, there was some heavy stuff. Every seven years, if, if someone was poor and in debt to you, you wipe the debt. Because they didn't want a system in place that made it so they couldn't escape that poverty. Every seven years, it was mandated by God to wipe out debt. Every seven years. Right there in Deuteronomy. Don't forget the rest of the saying. Don't forget what the context is when Jesus says things like the poor you will always have with you. The other thing, don't just fix things like me with the computer. Don't just do a one-time fix. Don't just say, oh, you're hungry. Here's 20 bucks. Maybe they need a job. Maybe you could help. Maybe they don't have a car to even go put in applications. Maybe you can help them. I'm not saying that you should. I'm just challenging you. I'm putting you out there to when situations come your way. Think, am I just doing something that's only going to help this one moment? Because Jesus said, you know, I got to go to these other towns and preach. That's why I've been sent. I've been sent not to just feed them today, but for a lifetime. So when those situations arise in your life, don't just fix things. And also remember, people are not things. People are not things. So live with people as people. You're one of them, right? Live with people as people. My third challenge is that you make a list. Like physically, it sounds silly, but make a physical list of things that God's done in your life. Let's actually bring it down. Not even that spiritual, okay? Not what God's done in your life. Write a list of something that someone in your life has done. Whether it be a parent, a friend, a neighbor, a teacher. Something that they did that went beyond just that one moment. Something that's changed the course of your entire life. You would not be who you are today if it was not for that one moment. And as you pray over this list of these things, even if it's one thing on the list, I pray that you get one thing on that list. As you pray over this list, say, God, make me that beacon of light for somebody else. How can I lead me, guide me, direct me to a place where I can be in relationship with someone where I can be that life-changing moment for them? Okay, it sounds silly. Make a list. Pray over it. Every time you pray. You, a lot of people say, I don't know how to pray. Here's a start. Make a list and say, God, guide me. I am here. Those are your challenges for this week. Because... We are not called. We are not called to do the mighty, miraculous miracles of healing. Yes, we can do those. But even Jesus said, I came for this purpose.
Teach a man to fish, and he will eat all the rest of his days. So as we do ministry with the poor, think on these things, dwell on these things, and may they guide you every step of the way as you follow Christ's example.